welcome back. If you listening twice. Yes, welcome back. Um, this is episode two. It is episode yeah. two. And I thought we of it's lights out. Of it's lights out. And not lights out. It's not lights out. It's <laughs> it's lights out. We had to change the name because <laughs> there was there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of podcasts out there with lights out so we were like let's change the name to mm. it's lights out because he does mm. go it's lights out and away we go he does to be fair so actually yeah. we're doing it properly yeah yeah there's, we, i think there was a horror i think there's like a horror or some sort of detective podcast called lights out there was a, there was quite a few i was tempted to go to listen to it wait don't listen to any podcasts ever i'm not I a podcast not. kind of guy that's hilarious because we're recording one <laughs> exactly but i feel like that's good if I don't know what's going on, like if I don't know how people normally do it, I just do it my way. You don't have a standard. I don't have a standard. No. We have low standards. Absolutely. Very low standards. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to It's Lights Out. Um, this is episode two. We thought we'd talk a bit about Ferrari. Yep. Um, I'm going to get your insight. Yeah, and get your insights as well. I think that Ferrari had probably the most Ferrari-esque season, I think, of recent time yeah that i can think of it's a very in my opinion very in part with ferrari mm. um there was some sad bits but i think the main sad bit about this season was um leclerc's breakup with charlotte <laughs> yes. let's be honest now that was more gutting <laughs> that, than the whole <laughs> season <laughs> i forgot i completely forgot about that actually i think we should all take a moment just to think yeah. about that, that's sad poor charlotte poor leclerc who do you feel worse for well, I don't know anything about Charlotte, really. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about the clerk personally. He's a racing driver, yeah. I know he's a racing yeah. driver, but like, I don't know anything about him. He seems like a really nice guy. I'm sure she's lovely. Oh, yeah, I bet she's lovely. Mm. Yeah. Give I don't really know My number's 075. What? <laughs> I think she, she must. She probably models, I assume. I don't know. You don't know. Have you seen I, don't, I don't know. I don't actually follow her, so I don't know. I thought my boy Leclerc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Back in your mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah well, I, I've, all I've seen is a photo of her and I thought, yeah, she's fit. <laughs> so I thought Leclerc, you've had a stinker, mate. Yeah. Poor I'd say, uh, yeah, I feel bad for both of them, but at least, you know. At least still young. Yeah. Even younger than us. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get over it. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. They'll probably get back together. Probably. There's a lot of like, probably like, have you seen all the comments on her Instagram and stuff? Anything she posts, it's like Leclerc, Leclerc. Is it? Yeah. That's yeah. quite, that's not great, you know. No. Leave her alone. I hate to be famous and then go through a breakup. It'd be the worst thing. I hate yeah. to go through a breakup anyway. But... <laughs> Good save. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I think it's even worse when you're famous. 100%. You're in the yeah. public eye, aren't you? Yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. got an opinion. Yeah, everyone does have an opinion. Yeah. And it's always, the, I think it's the wrong opinion because they don't know what your relationship was like. So they automatically just assume like, oh, these guys are perfect. But they could have been really unhappy together in yeah. the past, in the last year. Could have been like completely fake. Yeah. The whole thing was an absolute sham. Yeah. And we're like feeling bad for them. No, I, let's be honest. I don't actually feel that bad for them. I don't, I don't feel bad for them. No. <laughs> I don't no, actually I don't care. Feel, no. It was just a funny thing to say at the start of this yeah. episode. <laughs> um, well, I feel, you know, I say I don't feel bad. I feel bad that they've broken up, but I, I don't, I'm not exactly like, oh my God, my day's ruined. <laughs> Can you imagine? You just like broke down like, oh no. <laughs> it was a, it was great for the meme account though. Yes, the yeah. meme account. What's the meme account called? Matteo Bonotto. Which is very, very typical. Topical. Topical. It's very topical for this episode. Okay, let's get into um, Ferrari then, shall we? Yeah, I, I, when I was writing my notes up, I called it the Ferrari disaster class. 
Is that what you called it? Yeah. I didn't put that. I just put that it was... Uh, yeah, I didn't put yeah. that. Because I, I thought it was a masterclass in how to run a team disasterfully. That's not a word. Disastrously. Disastrously. Yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that sounds um, about right. I mean, we're coming on almost 15 years since Ferrari's last world championship, and that was 2008. They won the Constructors. 2007 was the last Drivers' World Championship. The biggest team in F1. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Did you know, though, it's not their longest trophy drought? Go on, how long? Uh, guess how long you think. So, this one was 50, is it 15 years to... Twen- uh, to 2023. To 2008 to 2023 is 15 years. Okay. Was it Raikkonen who got... Was it, so, no, Raikkonen, it was, um, Raikkonen won in 2007. 2007. And then they won the Constructors in 2008. Who won the championship in 2007? Hamilton. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, no, yeah. but... Um, Hamilton won the drivers, Ferrari won the Constructors. Why am I thinking about Massa? Massa was, was that 2008 it. when Hamilton went... When yeah, yeah, he was one, that, was it one point ahead? Is that Glock? And then he passed on the last corner of the last lap of the last race. Who was going slow? Who's the one who was going slow? Glock. Is that Glock? Glock. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... <laughs> where, 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 what are we talking about again? Oh, so yeah, how fi- long? Yeah, 15 years. How long do you think the longest Ferrari drought for a championship was? I would... It's it not can't be that more. much longer. It's not that much more. I would say 21 years. <laughs> you nailed it. Hey! <laughs> it was 21 years. So that was 21 years um, was the, the longest drought they've had for a, I want to say a driver's championship. And that was between, um, that was 79 to 2000. And they won in 2000 with... Michael Schumacher. Oh, were you waiting for me to say I was that? waiting, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't... Yeah, no, well, that's what I would have guessed considering the last yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. after last episode. I was going to ask, and I wasn't sure if you knew, and I didn't want to, like, call you out on it. <laughs> so, but that, was that when he won the five in a row? 2000 and... 2000? We were talking about the ones in a row last, time, last episode. So 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, and 2004, five yeah. in a row. Yeah. That's madness. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's... So 21 years for the biggest team, and if... Let's yeah. be honest, if Ferrari weren't in F1... F1 would not be F1. Yes. Ferrari are. Ferrari's a massive part of F1. Ferrari is Ferrari F1. brought For in, me, it's F1. Ferrari brought in so many fans mm. to F1. They're still the biggest They're the still, biggest, they are still the biggest team. They get a um, payout every year from F1, right. additional to the prize money that they get. Um, and it's known as like the Ferrari payout. Yeah. Right. And how much do they... So they get... Do uh, I, I don't know the figure off the top of my head, but they get like a good chunk of money That's for so being... Cheeky. It's called a legacy team because they've always been in the championship. Ferrari have never not been in the F1 championship. Right. So they get this like legacy payment. Ah, that's... That's... <laughs> basically, oh, fair enough it's to basically be. like if you leave us, the, the sport will like... It, it, won't, it will still survive, but it would lose masses of money. Yeah. It will lose so much money. So it's, it's worth it for them. But also, why would they... Why would they? What, what, like, so they they um, they've actually threatened to leave a few times. Actually, for what reasons? Over rules changes. Which rules changes? So they were not a fan of the hybrid era, and they oh they because they want to keep the V12s, didn't they? Was it the V12s they wanted to keep? V8s. They wanted to keep the V8s because if you think about their road cars, they spent they Ferrari smashed the V8. You had the four five eight. The you know your you know your Ferrari's better than me. Four five eight. There's the F8 that's out at the minute. Yeah. The Tributo. Four eight eight. Four eight eight. Um, what was the, the one just the what was the one just before the four five eight? It was the four thirty. Yeah, 
We're probably saying a lot of different cars that a lot of people listening have no Basically, idea. they're all fast, they have big engines, yeah. and Ferrari um, are a cool company. Yeah. And I, but I think the point I was trying to get at is um, Ferrari have a lot of power, but I think that people think of Ferrari as this very extremely successful team and have always been, and this is a drought, when Ferrari have had a history of getting in their own way, resulting in championships not being there. If you look at in terms of a ratio for number of champ- races entered to race wins, com- uh, teams like Red Bull and Mercedes, they smash it. Mm. Pardon me. <laughs> um, they smash that completely out of the park. Right. So I think the, uh, the Ferrari is, has this sort of aura about it being like a really successful team, but I think they get in their own way. And I think they're really badly getting their own way. I think we've seen it this season. Mm. Because okay, well let's let's start the season. So yeah. so at the start of the season in Bahrain, they had a win. You're thinking great. The player had a win mm. in Saudi Arabia. They had a, they were they came second. Yep, great race podium. against great race against Max. Great race against Max, and then in Australia we they got Leclerc again in first. So and Max DNF'd. So did, yes, they had some bad engine problems, didn't they? I think at that point in the season, they were 70-something points ahead, were they not? Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. It was, it was mental. Massive. Game. I think they had two uh, in... I'm not too sure, actually. Maybe it was in Saudi Arabia. I think both Red Bulls um, It retired. was in, in Bahrain, both Red Bulls retired. And then in Australia, oh, in Australia Verstappen both. retired. I think Perez still finished. Perez still finished. But... Um, and then, so yeah, so if you think about if, what were your thoughts at the start of the season when you thought, <laughs> right, they've had a 1-2-1 one, one in the first three races. I mean, I was thinking, oh, they're back. Yeah. I really I thought, was. To be honest, I, I wanted Ferrari to win. 100% because we didn't think, want Red Bull to win. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's, guys. It's, yeah. I, I mean, if you're a Red Bull fan, it's pretty hard to hear. But um, I didn't want Red Bull to win. I wanted Ferrari to win. Mm-hmm. I think they always say that everyone's a Ferrari fan, even if you're not. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of nice seeing that scarlet red sitting at the top of the podium. Yeah. Um, best, it's the best colour. I, I think Leclerc's really, really likeable. I loved his, I loved him through F2. I didn't really watch him in F3, but I loved him in F2. I thought he was unreal in F2. Mm-hmm. And I was just waiting for him to have his title shot. Yeah. And, I and was you like, thought this, this was it? Is, I thought this was it. Rather start. Yeah. And I was just really happy. And I was looking forward to a good, a good battle as well. And then... Which in the first race they did... They on lap 17, 18, 19, Yeah, they were they were fighting for first. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was really really exciting. And, and as well because obviously it was the, the um, introduction of the new the, the new, new rules, rules and stuff. Like, you were thinking, oh, these cars are gonna be. Yeah. this is gonna like be were, such a great. Season. They were able to follow so closely. Yeah, and you were like, okay, this is gonna be an amazing season. That was a great fight. Yeah, yeah, I really the, the start of the season. So mm. so the start of the season looked up. Yeah, then tell tell me where it went down. I know you've got um, well. Then in Imola, yeah, they both binned it into a wall. Yes, yes, they Leclerc both... went over the yeah. chicane and went into the wall. And binned it into a wall. Science lost it on the first lap or something, didn't he? And straight into the gravel. Yeah, loves the gravel. <laughs> loves it. He loves the gravel. <laughs> He's best friends with the gravel. Yeah. Um, and then in Miami, uh, Science also binned it into a wall. Yeah, so he, again, yeah, yeah, loving it. Yeah. Um, Science had a really poor start to the season. Very he couldn't good. adapt to the car. He didn't adapt quickly enough. In my opinion, which is 
He, he, which is kind of obviously the 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 cars the new regulations came in so yeah. the cars obviously different so yeah. you wouldn't have at the start of the season you'd have gone you've had a poor start to the season but fair enough you're going to come into it we'll hopefully see more yeah but it still was a bad start to the season. No, it was a bad start to the season from science Australia he binned it Australia did he bin it in Australia he binned it in Australia yeah did he so he's binned it on the first lap I think so he binned yeah. it three yeah three races in a row binned it. Well, they all his well, fault. No, Miami wasn't in a row with... Because he was still... Uh, Science was fine in Saudi, didn't he? He came third or fourth in Saudi. Yeah. Yeah. So, it wasn't every race in a row, but he did bin it in Australia. He did bin it in... Well, Miami Saudi Arabia was... And Imola. The second race. Australia was the third race. Yeah. Saudi... So, was... Australia, he binned it. Yeah. Then it was Imola, he binned it. Then it was Miami, he binned it. So, oh, so it was three races in a row. Three races wow. in a row, he binned it. <laughs> which actually I'll, I'll need to look back and see if it's actually all his fault I think they are Australia was his fault he went offline on the first lap I remember because he, he gets to the yeah after the high speed newly formed section of the track he then gets to that really fast chicane mm-hmm. went offline got onto the grass and just kind of went straight on and got beached in the gravel I remember that quite clearly um, I think he was just too desperate to try and make up places because he something had happened in qualifying or something on the first wait in what corners. race did you say then this is in Australia he was like trying to claw back something that had happened in Imola didn't he have it was on the first lap he had a he was middle of the pack I think he had a poor and he, he had a he hit Ricardo him and Ricardo uh, hit each other you're right yeah, yeah, I think yeah. They hit each, and then he went on, if, onto the gravel yeah you're right so that might I mean I need to look back and see if that was his fault again but, but anyway a, not a great start to the season no, is basically no, what no, we're saying no they started, Leclerc started off well with yeah. the three, yeah. the first three and races. And in, in Imola, he still came fourth. Yeah. So it wasn't crazy. Wasn't I mean, Max won, but it wasn't crazy. He still had, he probably would have had like a 50-ish point lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Next race was Spain. Oh. Signs ended up in the gravel. <laughs> and um, Charles had a mechanical issue. Yes. Well, so he was leading by like... He was leading. 20-something seconds or something. Yeah. He was very far ahead. And Martin Brundle goes, yeah. oh, looks like he's having a slow... <laughs> uh, like a quiet race. Yeah. And then it cuts to him and his engine's <laughs> on fire. Oh, poor Leclerc. That was just... Painful. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't yeah. fun. And then what happens after that? What happens? Uh, Monaco. Leclerc... Oh, this one. This one was a bad one. Oh, it was a bad one. He was on pole. Mm. Oh, it was so this bad. This is when they messed the pit stop. This is when they messed the pit stop. Oh, my God. Okay, oh. on the levels of, on the in your opinion, in the levels of stupidity, how far is that? How far, like, out of ten, go out of ten, stupidity levels, ten being the most stupid you could possibly be in a BNF one, and one being like, oh, I just it was just unfortunate. Okay, the most stupid would probably go to. Oh, you're gonna, of, oh, you're gonna give me a ten out of ten. Uh, a ten out of ten, I am giving for Daniel Ricciardo in 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, he's getting that's getting a flat ten out of ten because that was just he comes into the pits and the tires aren't ready. That's yeah. just horrific mistake. Yeah. yeah, that's Daniel Ricciardo in Red Bull. That happens later on in their season. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> so I think that that's a horrific mistake. Because also Daniel Ricciardo's radio wasn't not working. The team made the call for him to come in. He didn't come in on his own, mm-hmm. and then the team weren't ready, which is that's crazy. terrible. That's awful. How you can how you can miscommunicate that? I don't know. Awful. Um, I would give this a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Still silly. 
Yes. So awful. Still shouldn't, shouldn't be happening. No, shouldn't no. be happening. Um, but what I can't I remember the specifics. He came in for, they put him on hards, did they? Put him on, I thought they put him on hards. Um, I can't it, remember. I can't remember. I think he went from... I just remember him screaming, like, why did you call me in? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. yeah, no, because they called him in, yeah. and they and went, like, come no. in, and as he was going into the pits, he went, no, 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 stay out, stay yeah, out, stay yeah. out, and then he just lost Because they head. messed up the timing, right? He got stuck behind science, didn't he? Something like that. Oh God. We, be, already, we need to be more. They'd, they'd more. already messed up earlier, and mm. then... Um, and then they called him in again and he got stuck. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Monaco. And then do we go to Austria? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Engine block. Yep. Both Over. cars were tired. Hydraulic and engine failure. failure. God, yeah. it's, it's not good, is it? No, <laughs> it's just no. a race after race, one no. after the other. Um, um, put it this way. By midway through the season, they were 80 points behind Verstappen. Um, Leclerc was 80 points behind. What's that? Like 160 point swing-ish? Explain what the hell you just said to me. A point swing. So it's like he started off like 70-something Oh, sorry. Yeah, I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a 150-point swing in the championship. That's bad. Crazy. That's bad. Considering, like you say, they were so far ahead. Yeah. In Canada. uh, Where were we? Yeah, Azerbaijan. Canada. um, Oh, they took an engine penalty in Canada. Leclerc took an engine penalty. But they both drove all right. Okay. In Canada. Um, And then... Sainz actually got a win at Silverstone. Wee. Is that but his first win for Ferrari? First win at all. Complete strategy error on Leclerc's part. On Leclerc's part, yeah. yeah. Didn't pit him. And then yeah. they tried to... They tried to ask Sainz to drop back and give Leclerc 10-car length space when the safety car was about to come in. And he's like, stop inventing, guys. Like, you're just going to yeah, get us both past. Um, Leclerc didn't finish fourth. But that was, yeah, awful. Uh, Leclerc won in Austria. Yep, science engine blew up though. Yep, and it's I literally got written down here. Yeah. Signs did manage to end up in a big fireball. Yeah. That's literally what I've got written down. He did, down. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> ended up in a big fireball. And um, Leclerc had issues with his throttle, didn't he? On the last few laps. Yeah, and it and was tight. Second, yeah, and very, he was very going, tight. Yeah. Very, very tight. He's like, guys, it's another problem. Um, in France, Sainz had an engine penalty. <laughs> France, oh my. When Leclerc screams, no. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Explain, uh, explain. So, um, Verstappen pits. Yep. Leclerc had been leading. Verstappen yep. goes for the undercut. Yep. Leclerc's just doing a few more laps. Um, takes the exact same line like I watched the analysis, he takes almost almost exactly the same line. He was like maybe like a hair's width off, and the car just goes. He just leaves it, and it's like straight. It was on the long sweeping corner after the two big main straights. Yep, straight into the wall. Yeah, and just oh, what a donut. Yeah, I think for the fans that was championship over. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Because that was you kept being like every race. You kept being like okay. Leclerc won Austria if you can just string some wins together. But as soon as that happened, for the fans, it was championship over. I don't think it was for Ferrari, but for the fans, it was championship over. Mm. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember that. That was that was painful to watch. Very painful. <laughs> very painful. Um, so, yeah, so where was I? That was in France, wasn't it? Yep. Um, and then Hungary, they messed up their tyre strategies again. Again. 
Hungary was awful. Hungary is where... It was with us. Woo. Yeah, that's what we, we mentioned were this last, last time. Yeah. Um, Hungary was a horrible strategy call. Yeah. Horrible call. And that's actually where Leclerc said that's where the championship he felt went. That's when in his head he said it went. He said on TV, he said that it was in Spa. Hmm. But in his head, it went in Austria, in Hungary, sorry. Hmm. And that's because Verstappen was 10th and won, and he was fourth. Like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Not even on the page. should have seen the, the train. We were on the train back from the race. Do you remember yeah. that? The Ferrari fans were just were just it was it was oh, like why are we even the max fans? fans were absolutely flying even the mercedes fans were flying yeah well. oh yeah of course and then it's the one of the guys on the train had a portable speaker yeah oh it was absolute it was so funny yeah and all I these mean, people that were like didn't want to be there were like getting so annoyed yeah that we were like going Ferrari mental hats, just like yeah well we were flying we were like yeah we were having a great ever. time yeah <laughs> Um, what a legend for bringing his portable speaker and the train was so packed like you were literally yeah, you we were like, like sardines yeah. we were like stuck in but we were just absolutely loving it singing Max 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 yeah <laughs> Super Max yeah yeah they got the song up didn't they the yeah, Super yeah, Max yeah. song up and just the Ferrari fans hated that yeah it was the they worst, worst thing that could have ever happened they were livid <laughs> that was actually one of my highlights of the holiday just that, 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 <laughs> yeah, that, that train journey <laughs> that was train amazing. Journey it was, was an so amazing good. train journey. I was so hot and I was sweating. Oh, it was like hot, hot weather out in Hungary. Yeah. We were all sweating like sardines on this train. <laughs> and then it was it humid. Just, it, was rain, it rained a bit, but it was humid. Yeah. Oh, it had rained a bit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this guy here yeah, coming on, Red Bull fan, playing his speakers as loud as possible. Yeah. Yeah. In crazy. all of his Max gear. Crazy. So funny. Um. Where yeah, I guess I think we're. I mean, we've gone through. I feel like yeah. So that's half. That's halfway through the season. Halfway through the season, they've made just countless, countless errors. Yeah, what and a lot of them pointless. A lot of them just they could have avoided. They could have avoided. Yeah. So with, that, like, yeah. with with reliability, the reason why the Ferrari engine was so reliable is the MGUH, and um, the MGUH they specifically. So if you're not aware, so there's an engine freeze currently that's happening at the moment. So you can't develop the engine to make it more powerful anymore. And that engine freeze happened this season. But you are allowed to develop the engine if it's going to, in the aid of reliability or if it's in the aid of saving cost. So those are the two kind of reasons why you would develop the engine. Efficiency? No. no. Just for saving cost and reliability. Because efficiency results in lap time. So you basically can't develop the engine to help lap time unless it's to reduce cost for the because of the cost gap or, and they've implemented that now so that was implemented at the start of this season the start of 2022 yeah. so ferrari was smart because ferrari what ferrari did was they were like let's develop an engine that has stupid power it's the most powerful engine especially in the low revs the 2022 engine yeah it's the most yeah. powerful and engine. it was loud Yes, it at was, the race. If you if you sit in person, it's a it's the loudest engine there. It's it's an unreal. It engine. sounded great. Sounded amazing. Um, Ferrari always make good sounding engines. They do. Yeah. Screaming, um, they scream. Yeah, yeah. So um, this engine had the most power in the low end. But what they what they basically did was we're going to develop the most powerful engine, and we're just going to not really focus on reliability. Donuts. 
No, it's really, really smart. Why? It's super smart. Because well, considering the start of this season with their going into a fireball, yeah. having other mechanical issues, it doesn't sound like that was very smart. But think about it. You can't develop the engine to make it any faster. Red Bull can't. But they can still develop the engine to make it more reliable. Oh, I see what you mean. So they have the fastest engine and can work on it to make it more reliable. That's clever. Yeah. That's very clever. It's really smart. Fair play to yeah. Ferrari. So they have an MGUH, which is pretty much like just they had. So from about Hungary onwards, I'm not sure if you ever heard the onboards of the Ferrari, especially at like Mexican places. It sounded very high pitched and whiny. So that's they had to turn the power down on the engine, which is also why their performance dropped off pretty massively. It's not mm. the only reason the performance dropped off, but it's one of the reasons performance dropped off mm. because they were like, "We're going to run out of money. We're just going to have to keep fixing these engines." Yeah. So they took two two en- engine penalties. Yeah. But, before the before halfway through the season. Yeah. Before midway through the season. But that's because you would take them. You can kind of take them at any point. So they took them at tracks that they think that they could have overtaken people at. Mm. So they turned the engine down. And I don't know if you've been seeing in the news, but there's this so-called 30 horsepower gain on the Ferrari engine. Mm. You can't make a 30 horsepower gain because there's an engine freeze. Right. But what they've done is they've made updates to the engine to make it reliable. So now they can turn the engine back up. So the engine's now back running at full capacity. That's what the claims are. I see. So coming into this next season, this engine could be frightening. Yeah, well, it will be Fine. it will be like the start of the season because they ran at a full power at the start of the season. Yeah, and then after Spain, and then after Baku, and especially after Austria, yeah, that's when they turned it down. So after Austria, they turned it down. Yeah, because they were like, this engine just can't handle this season. Yeah, so that is Enzo Ferrari's um, like motto. Yeah, what did he say? Like but, in the sixties, he was like, you know, aerodynamics is for companies that can't make. Fast yeah, engines. you can't build fast <laughs> engines. Build fast engines. Yeah. So they're sticking to that ethos. They have stuck to that, yeah. <laughs> they're stuck to their ethos yeah. and they thought, I'm putting loads of power into this engine. Screw the, screw the efficiency and reliability. Yeah. Just make because it super an fast and then it will come it's good really, it's, it's a really, really smart and I don't think a lot of fans know about it. I yeah. don't think a lot well, of fans. Yeah. Drop the knowledge. Boom. Yeah, because um, <laughs> I, I honestly... Drop. A lot of people are like, oh, how can they not create a reliable engine? But if you told me... You're going to have the best engine in two two years' time, but you're going to have to suffer for a year. Yeah. I'd take that. I would too. I would take that. Thank you for telling me that. No worries. <laughs> Let's make the yeah. Ferrari 2022 season feel less depressing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other issues. But they were losing around two tenths a lap. Yeah. But we're talking hour. just engine. Just engine. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, you're going to go in shortly to the other stuff. Where do I start? Do you want to go into that so now? What, so or what, do you want to carry what, on the rest of the season? In your head... Yeah. What was Ferrari's? What was the worst part of Ferrari this year? The worst part. Yeah. What do you, in your what 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 their strategy? I was watching as a yeah. I was watching because obviously I you know I'm a more casual fan than you are. Mm. Um, as a casual fan, you just saw strategy just kind of. Yeah. S- there were so many things where you were just baffled and you're like, why? 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 That decision. Yeah. What? Why have you brought him in now? Why yeah. have you? Why have you put on them tires? It was, it was just very odd. Yeah. And keep in mind, that's for me, who doesn't know, you know, yeah, incredible amounts. Yeah. Even yeah, I was thinking, watching. very strange. If I, so, for while we were at Hungary, while we were at the Hungary race, we saw the Alpines pit for the hards, and they just kept dropping back. Yeah. And we were like, why would you ever put someone on the hards? Like, for our, all for I needed to do was look at Alpine and think, yeah. and just put them on the right mediums. Strategy. All they had to do was put them on the mediums. Mm-hmm. And then, 
they came out on the hards and everyone understands was like Leclerc's on the hards. Yeah. Why is Leclerc on the hards? And I, I kind of understand it from the point of they I think they started the race on the mediums. It was too far to go on the softs, but they should have just extended the first medium stint. But they wanted to go medium hard rather than medium medium soft or medium long medium soft because mm. they they were think they were watching Verstappen coming through. They were so worried about Verstappen, they didn't ca- they didn't realize that their own race was being messed up because of Verstappen coming through. Yeah, um, yeah. So Inaki Rueda, he's their head of strategist. Yeah, he's been sacked. He's not. He's not been sacked. He's not been sacked. Why? And he's because he's probably one of the best strategists on the grid. Oh, really? He is. So he just had a stinker this season. No, there's just so much that goes into strategy, and I think there's a lot of a lot of F1 fans think it's just one person. They think it's just the head of strategy making a call. Well, you think? Well, he well surely he has the final say. He will have the final say, but a lot of it comes down to the software, the actual operational issues of the team, which is obviously under his remit is the operational issues and the software, mm-hmm. the poor communication across the whole strategy team, their completely poor timing and just bad calls from Inaku as well. He's an amazing strategist, but their whole team, that whole strategy department is just being run really poorly. So go into it. Well, the fill most, my brain with knowledge. Well, Go. the most the most I can say is I I think from what I could tell watching, it seems like communication is the worst thing. They're missing calls. They're they're shouting to people. People are like the the actual like flow of the information is not going right from their strategy department to a person to a NACU. It's kind of like yeah. as if they're just trying to get it straight over there. They're missing the timing on things because it's taking time for those calls to get through. They're not properly. They don't they're not properly analyzing the data as a team. It's very much as if they kind of worked in silos and they're trying to get the information across. And I think Do you feel like they spent most of the season being reactive, not proactive. Yes. That's a really good way of putting it. So you think, and so they, they were they reacting spent, to the other, they were reacting to Red, to Bull's, Red Bull's strategies the whole time. And yeah. then it became reacting to Mercedes mm. as soon as Red Bull ran away with it. That's a good way of putting it, actually. They were so worried about what Red Bull was doing. Instead of sticking to their guns and sticking with what yeah. their strategy was going to be for yeah. that race, yeah. they decided to just... They decided to go, right, see what Red Bull are doing, let's react to it, yeah. and then it's ended up... They shouldn't, didn't Red Bull they shouldn't have. They, they have plan E, plan F. Like, I think... I've never heard on the radio them being like, we're on to plan E, we're on to plan F. It's, it's usually A or B, maybe C. And like... I think back to when the team, the, the the only period of time that I think that Ferrari team, apart from the 60s and 70s, where that team was run really well, and that was the 2000 Schumacher era, they had a plan and they would stick to it. They'd have plan A or plan B. And mm. plan B would be safety car. Then they would switch to plan B. Yeah. All they would do is stick to that strategy. And their strategy back in the day used to be pit, loads of times because they used to have refueling back in the day of course so they'd pit loads of times and fuel up really light Schumacher had the speed to do qualifying laps so they just send them out to do qualifying laps then pit him again and he'd have to just make the pit stop timer in the short number of laps that he did and because he was unbelievable one of the fastest probably the fastest ever single lap well race pace but single lap race pace driver out there mm-hmm if that made any sense, I'm not sure if that did. Um, <laughs> I think I get what you mean. Yeah. I'm not too sure I got that, but I think... He's probably, I probably the most talented person to ever just gun it lap after lap after lap. I see. Yeah. So consistency of consistency, pace. 
consistently gun it. Consistently gun yeah. it. Go out all out. All 100%. out. Every single lap. Yeah. He's the best at. Um, which inter- doesn't surprise me. Yeah. An interesting thing about Schumacher actually. So um, a lot of the other drivers said that they'd hear. Schum- so when Schumacher came in in uh, in the nineteen nineties and he was driving for Benetton in nineteen ninety four, the engineers were so surprised because apparently he'd be on the radio and he'd just be talking normally like this. Which is yeah. what we see with drivers nowadays. They just sort of talk normally. They might get a little bit out of breath. Back in yeah. the day, that was not a common thing. Right. So Schumacher had this level of fitness that no other driver had. And other drivers used to be like, how is he so fit and able to like, just Deal drive and not sound like he's that? He brought. A, he's the reason. He set the modern standard for fitness in F1. Mm. And it was just natural to him. Lots of squats for your bum. Yeah. Good you, core. Yeah. Good core. Good core, good neck. Good neck. Um, Biggest necks. Yeah. But um, Schumacher set just an absolutely unbelievable standard for fitness. But what that meant was he could just just gun it every single lap. Other drivers could do it, but then they'd fatigue. Mm. But Schumacher never fatigued, and that was his main strength, yeah. in my opinion. But going back to it, what? <laughs> going back, yeah, going back to it. Um, that's how the team used to be run. And nowadays, it's like they have so many different plans because they're trying to react to oh, if Red Bull does this, then we'll do this. If Red Bull does this, we'll do this. I feel like Red Bull were like that when Mercedes were. When Mercedes were, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, when Mercedes was, were flying. You would never hear Christian Red Bull. Hall, you would never hear them being on the radio to Max being like, we're going with Plan F. No, but they're more react. They were more reactive yeah. to, to Mercedes. Because a bit like how Ferrari are now with Red Bull. They were more reactive. Well, you, you need to be reactive because you need to be like, if they're going to go long, we'll undercut and do that. Yeah. But that's like Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. Yeah. But you've got to mainly, you have a game plan, you try and stick at it. It's just like, if they've done something which... Is going to affect that game plan by a significant amount. That's when you then go change it. But you shouldn't be having like six, seven plans for a race. How can you even like? I I, I wouldn't even be able to keep like any. Pl- I couldn't even keep three plans in my head about what's going on. To have like five or six in my head, I'd be mm-hmm. like, I don't honestly I have no idea what plans we're talking about. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, go on planning. I'd be like, which one's that again? I'm trying to drive. I'm trying to focus. Yeah. What the hell do you want me to do? Just tell me over the over the radio. Literally, like you, like I don't know how I don't know how Leclerc does it to be honest. Yeah, um, well, I don't know how. You never know. He might just be like, do you know what? <laughs> don't care. I'm just gonna drive quickly, um, and they'll probably just tell him yeah. when to come in. Um, but, but yeah, I think strategy was a big issue with the car. Yeah. I think they were a, the reason why they were not point nor four percent of a lap faster over the course of the season. In quali. In quali was because that they could switch the tyres on in an instant. But when what means when you switch the tyres on is that when you get into a race, you overheat the tyres. Yeah. And I don't think their race pace was good at, at all. No. I don't think that's I don't think that's an uncommon thought. No. But then at the start of the season, obviously, they had the engines, like you say earlier, the, the engines were turned up to max, weren't they? So mm. they had a better start to the season. Did they eat the tyres in the, in the first few races? No, no, but the, I don't think the engine will affect that. I, it was the updates that they brought, and the also updates. the stiffer, the stiffer floor that the FIA said you had to, so you couldn't pop this as much. Yeah, that also affected Ferrari's tires. Loads of problems. Loads of problems. Do you okay. think? How well do you think they'll do next season? I still don't think they'll be as fast as Red Bull. No, neither. I really don't. It just doesn't feel that way. I feel like they'll still be. Do you think science is consistent enough? No. To be even in a Ferrari? Yes. He's the best number two on the grid. But he is a number two. But he is a number two. Okay. 
But he doesn't know he's number two. He still thinks he's number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um, well, that actually that brings me on to a great point. Actually. Okay. Um, so I was watching an interview with uh, the new Ferrari team boss, Fred Vasseur. Mm-hmm. And I think another issue I think Mattia Bonotto had during his reign was he didn't want to outline a number one and two. He was kind of like, well, let, like I don't know if you remember in the British Grand Prix, for so many laps, Leclerc was like, Leclerc had front wing damage and was still stuck behind Sainz who didn't have front wing damage, but they wouldn't let Sainz let Leclerc through to attack Verstappen. Fortunately, Verstappen then ran over the debris, had the issue. But... Because, well, actually Verstappen was coming from behind them and then they ended up, he ended up catching, passing both of them, but then hit the damage and got the damage. Um, Fred Basur has basically said that he is going to ensure that the, if that team orders are going to be in play. He didn't say who is number one and who is number two is, but he said that if there's a way to maximise the result on the night, and that includes team orders or maximize the result for the championship and that includes team orders then team orders will be in play which i think is a very reasonable important thing an important thing i mean mainly because i mean whoever is at that time is driving out their skin and is actually either further in points in the championship or has a chance of you know gaining more points for the constructors yeah why would you not why we, I feel like, and as drivers, you should respect that as well. Yeah. Think, Which, think about the last, who were the last, this past decade, who were the most successful two most successful teams? Mercedes. Yep. And Red Bull. Yeah. And then think about how they got that success. They had a clear number one and a clear number two. Sebastian Vettel was number one over Mark Webber. Yeah. You have incidents like Multi-21 and all these other incidents where you weren't allowed to have team orders for a couple of those years right and then they allowed team orders again but yep. it was very clear team orders there that you're the number two driver mm-hmm. stuff like um the british grand prix 2010 um mark so they red bull released a new front wing for the car um, an upgrade mid-season. yeah an upgrade but they only had two front wings for that weekend so they'd like managed to pump it out managed to get the two front wings there yeah they only have two in stock so one for mark Webber, one for the sebastian vessel mm-hmm. um British Grand Prix, uh, it's in practice session. Yep. Um, Sebastian Vessel's front wing just breaks. Mark wow. Webber still has the new front wing. Yeah. They take the front wing off Mark Webber's car and put that on Sebastian Vessel's car. And this is that's be- bold. This is before Sebastian Vessel's not even won a world championship, and he wasn't even leading the world championship at that point. Wow. And they did that. Mark Webber was ahead on points. Christian Horner has made a very very bold move. Bold decision. And then guess who won the race? I'm guessing it's Vettel. No. No. Mark Webber It was won. Webber. <laughs> Mark Webber won. He crossed the line. He crossed the line. And uh, the I team congratulates him. Like, well done, Mark. And you won the British Grand Prix. And Mark Webber goes, not bad for a number two driver. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you shouldn't take that. I feel like you shouldn't take that too. Like the Red Bull team should probably just kind of let that one go over their head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Should, like, yeah you but, know, make a fair point. But... They won four championships in a row. Yeah. Mercedes then came along, won eight championships in a row. And it was very much... Oh, for the first three seasons, it wasn't. Yeah. 14, 15, 16. But since Bottas came in, and since they actually had... From Bottas coming in in 2017, they actually had competition from other teams. Mm. They had team orders. They had team so orders. what did Hamilton and... Ro- what were Hamilton and Rosberg? Because I wasn't watching at this point. Hamilton and Rosberg in 
2016, Hamilton surely was still number one, but Rosberg... There was no number one in that team. And that's what caused all the issues. But there was no competition. So they were allowed... They allowed them to They allowed them to fight. But they tripped over themselves so many times. Yeah. In that season... They went into each other, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2016 Spain. Yeah, there's that really famous bit um, when after one of the races Lewis comes in he's absolutely buzzing yeah. and then he just throws the hat to Rosberg in the it was 2015 Australia it um, USA Grand Prix 2015 oh that was 2015 Hamilton's just won the world championship and um, Hamilton walks into the driver's parade picks up his hat number one Rosberg's hat has the number two on it throws it over to him and Rosberg just picks it up throws it back to him <laughs> and he said that he felt like Lewis was just saying like you're number two yeah well, I mean, I would. Yeah. If I was in like, if I was in like the heat of emotion. Yeah. Like you've if, just lost the world championship. Yeah, you just lost the world championship. You're sitting there, and someone goes, "There you go, mate. You're number two. I'd literally get up and hit it. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I'd want to. I probably wouldn't, but I'd want to. So there was no clear number one and number two for those three years, but they didn't need to because there's no competition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying is Ferrari. It's good that they have a number one and a number two. Now. Yeah. Um, I know science doesn't science know it, be... but science is number two. Even well, though he do, know do you not it. think he has a slight inkling? He has a slight inkling. He, he must have a slight inkling. He's to too competitive in. to not, and I think every driver is competitive, but we were saying this in the last podcast, that yeah. Perez knows he's number two. Yeah. Whereas that science well. doesn't quite yet. I'm, I'm sure he will, but I don't know how well he'll take it. Mm. Right, should we, should we go on to the second half of the season? We go to the second half of the season, yeah. So, in Spa, there was a, they took another engine penalty. Yep. Leclerc did. However, in that race, there was eight out of the 20 drivers with engine penalties. <laughs> that race. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Can't oh, remember I which remember ones they were. Uh, I, I know Bottas was. was yeah. I think Gasly was. Yeah. I can't remember all the, all the eight, but... It was a lot. It was a lot. So Because fair... everyone knew that it was going to be an easy track to overtake on. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Science apparently was comfortably winning in Spa at one point, and then the rebels just were too quick. Yeah, I mean, he was ahead by a long way. Stafford came from what? I've got no position. We talked I didn't about watch like, like 14th on the grid or whatever, and won by 18 seconds or something. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, silly Red Bull. Um, and then in the Netherlands, um, Science came in and he was waiting for ages, came into pit. And they weren't ready with the tyres. Again. And he was Poor. sitting there. That's a 10 ages. out of 10. That's a 10 out That's of 10. That's a 10 actually. out of 10. That's a 10 out of 10 for me. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the team has called him in, yeah. that's a 10 out of 10. If he's coming on his own, then that's not his fault. Then yeah. that's not that's not the team's fault if he's just come in. No, of course. He can't do anything yeah. about that. He just, I mean, he's taking, you know, team orders, strategists again. Yeah, what I mean is if, if science had come in, yeah. but the team hadn't called in, but that's fine. Oh, the sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. I wasn't expecting yeah. it. But yeah. Okay. Um, that was in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, in Monza, they did okay. And it was yeah. kind of just out their hands. Um, and well, I mean, the Red, Bull was, the Red Bull had so little drag. It's such yeah. a quick car. It's so long. quick. Um, and then Singapore was very uneventful. The Red Bulls were just quick. quick. I mean, at that point, the engines had been turned down on the... Yeah. There. And the season was over. Yeah. <laughs> The season was genuinely over. Um, yeah, and then apparently in Japan, they were, I mean, they were kind of back to themselves um, where Leclerc hit a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, Signs hit the wall. 
and Leclerc managed to give up his second place uh, by going off the track again. Oh yes, he cut the chicane at the end. Yeah, again. Yes, cut and the got, a, got a penalty. Ended up third. Yeah. Um, yeah, because did he make the place back? He made the place back, didn't he? Yeah, but he got the penalty. And then he got the penalty. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Verstappen won the World Championship on that day. Yeah. After the race. He didn't even know he'd won it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, the last few races. I, I haven't got much written down for the last few races, but it was just... Just, I think, I mean, after... I mean, Leclerc said he lost hope in Hungary, but yeah. after Spa... He's probably thinking about the next season already. Spa, like, put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is... that's the season. And it was... There were lots of problems. Yeah. Lots and lots of problems. Lots of going off for silly reasons. How would you fix Ferrari? Don't give me a difficult question like that. I don't know. I don't question. know. You're, you're the knowledge guy. You tell me. I'm learning. You tell me. How would I fix Ferrari? How would you fix Ferrari? I'll ask the question. How would you do it? It starts outside of the F1 organisation, in my opinion. Cool. This is, so you're going deep. This goes deep. This goes deep. So you're about to, again... Hit us with some knowledge. Yes. Go on then. You, I'll, I'm going to give you this space. Yeah. Go. The chairman and the CEO of Ferrari have too much involvement in Ferrari, in my opinion, as a racing team. The team bosses don't have enough of control of the team. And the only time they have had control is when John Todd came in, in 1993. That's the only time they started to gain control. They built the foundation and then John Todd, Ross Boron and Michael Schumacher was able to win. And that's the only time where the CEO and chairman, because that was when there was a lot of stuff happening with Enzo and his son and stuff, that they just said, you guys run the team. And I think that, I mean, the, I have it written down here because I've forgotten their names, but um, the current current chairman is uh, Sergio Marconi, and he's kind of jumped in in 2020. He was a big fan of Mattia Brunotto, so he brought him in. And then Benedetto Vigna, who's now the CEO, didn't like Mattia Bonotto. And when he finally got instated... Oh, so there, was a, there was a bit of a contradiction. Yeah. There, and well, he, when he finally got instated conflict. in 2022, Mattia Bonotto's gone. Didn't give him time to actually build the team around what he wanted to do. Mm. And Mattia Bonotto was actually very instrumental to that early 2000s Ferrari success. He was the head of the engine department. So he, know, he knows what he's doing when it comes to engines. And he's built one of the best engines on the grid. So, so you think it, go, it goes all the way as it goes all the way as far as the CEO? Yeah, the power is given to the chairman and the CEO, and they call the shots. Think about so since Toto Wolff joined in 2013, how many Ferrari bosses do you think he's seen in his time there? I feel like Team I should know this. Principles. So this is 2013. Um, so ten years. How many Ferrari? Five or six. Five. 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 So that's a lot. That's a lot of turn. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous even for like anything, like any yeah. sport. Yeah, Imagine that's like, that's like football. That's like football club numbers. That's like Man United numbers. Yes, I'm trying to think. We must be. Yeah, so we it was. Uh, yeah, we don't have Ferguson to, yeah. into. Oh God, Van Hal. Yeah, yeah, no Moyes into Van Hal into loads of stuff. Yeah, loads, yeah, that's loads. probably about right. Yeah, so you had Stefano Domenicali, 2008 to 2014. Maurizio Mattiacci, which a lot of people forget about, 2014. He was, was he just for one season. He was an interim because Domenico oh, Ali left early. Um, Maurizio Riva Bene, 2015 to 2018. Very mm-hmm. successful period for Ferrari again. But as soon as 2018 ended, their a second season of being almost but not quite there, he got sacked. 
Benotto came in, and that was because of Sergio Marconi coming in, didn't like Arriva Bene, so sacked him. Brutal. Benotto comes in to 2022, and then Fred Vasseur now comes in because no. the CEO doesn't like Benotto. Whereas... So it's a lot of... So yeah, you there's know, so much confrontation. So, yeah. Of people liking and not liking and... So there's just too many politics. Yeah. So they don't let the team... Um, they don't let the team like flourish. So, yeah. like you say, if there's no Red foundation, Bull, yeah, you, you, there's nothing going. There's nothing's going to happen. You can't you're develop gonna... the team when if you're saying one thing, but the CEO CEO is like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. The difference for Mercedes and the difference for Red Bull is both Toto Wolff is the CEO, one of the CEOs at Mercedes, and has a stake in the company. Yeah, a big stake, doesn't he? Quite a big stake. A huge stake in the yeah. company. Christian Horner Horner is also a CEO of Red Bull. Yeah. Christian Horner's been there since Red Bull started. Yeah. And he's not changed. No. So he's seen... Why would they change He's him? seen six. And they weren't even that successful at the beginning. What, Red Bull? Yeah. 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 But then... But, yeah. And you look at... So the um, the chairmans for both those companies is um, Ola Kalenius, who's Mercedes, mm-hmm. and Dietrich Matasic, who's Red Bull. Yeah. When do you ever see them making personnel changes at Mercedes. Mercedes has an awful 2022 season. Yeah. When do you ever see them making personnel but changes? But why but do you not think that I mean this is the first season uh, this second season sorry in in a decade. What do you not think because you, you, you keep the formula that you've, that you've had since 2014 that's one Ferrari had success from 2015 to 2018. But not the same success, different kind of success. But they were always and they're always expecting to win. Ferrari are always expecting that, even though they haven't for so long, they are always expected but to win. Every team is expecting to win the championship. That's the thing. What do you mean? Every team expects. Every big team expects to win the championship. They want the, the best. The main car. three in the last decade. They Red Bull, ex- yeah, they expect to be winning Ferrari the championship. Expect to win. Yeah. So think about Red Bull. Red Bull didn't have a very good start to the hybrid era. Era. Dietrich Matasic didn't come in and change the whole team. I see. Right? And then yeah. in 2022, Mercedes had an awful start to the season. You didn't see Toto Wolff get booted out. But do you, do you not feel like... But that's Even when you're watching it, and even as I'm watching as a fan, yeah. I had more faith in, in Mercedes to be able to bring something back. I still because do. they've had a history of that. Yeah. But I mean, if you'd kept Maurizio Arriva Bene in... Where he's had a history of winning, he just came against one of the best teams ever. But he's still got lots of wins. He's still pushing them for the championship. He was the first. He was the first team to push Mercedes to two championships, twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. He pushed mm. them, and then they sacked him because he didn't win in twenty eighteen. But didn't they? Ha- didn't Ferrari have that Red Bull? The sorry, Ferrari had the engine. in twenty seventeen. They had a, in twenty nineteen. They had the, that was twenty nineteen. That was after they had the illegal engine. The illegal engine was yeah. in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't even like they didn't even they came second in the world championship. They just missed out with Sebastian Vettel, mm. and they booted him out. They didn't let him do it. The Jean Todd era. He start comes in nineteen ninety three. From nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety seven, that's an awful Ferrari car. If they had sacked Jean Todd at that point, and if they not let Ross Braun come in during that period of time, they would never have had that early two thousand success. But they gave it patience. They gave it time, mm. and then it went into one of the most dominant eras ever yeah. in the sport. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you so have to I give people time to have to implement their ideas. Implement yeah. you have to their give strategies. Time. Yeah, you have to give time. And you so also... you feel like so you feel like if they were giving 
any of the any of these six um, team principals, if they gave any of those six the time that they they didn't, you know, the early two thousands, they would have the same kind of success. Domenicali had time. I I don't think he needed more time. He had time. He got he got the world championship in two thousand eight. To be fair to him. Um, and came close in that period, but I think his time was up with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Aruva Bene, I think, needed more time, and I think Benotto needed more time. Wow. I don't, I, do you reckon, I reckon people would disagree with you with the Benotto thing, won't they? I think people think Benotto's worse than he is. Benotto has... Think about the 2020 engine they had, and think about the... They, have, they went from the worst engine on the grid to the best engine on the grid in the space of... Well, like you say, he was the engine... No, 2019 was illegal. 2019 was 2020 illegal. was awful. Yeah. The worst engine, on, like one of the worst engines on the grid. Yeah. 2022, they have the best engine on the yeah. grid. Maybe but, not reliable. The, like you say, Bonotto was the end before yeah. he was the But engine. he's turned that around. I think yeah. that if he just allowed him to have a bit more time, I don't think he's the person who's going to spear Ferrari into decades of winning championships, but I think he needed more time to get the structures in place and then someone else come in. I think that they'll make a big mistake if Fred Vasseur gets fired quickly here. I think he needs a bit more time. I don't know him as a. Do you reckon they're just going to keep making the same mistake? Same mistake. They've made the same mistake for years and years. There's only one period they didn't make that mistake. Yeah, but they've made the same. So mistake. you're expecting another. I'm expecting. Another I'm in... expecting Fred Vasseur to come in, unless he wins the world championship in his first season. I mean, that's not even his own work. He's not had enough time. If he wins the championship this year, that's all Bonotto's work, really. Because he's had a bit of time to implement things. Yeah. But everything's been... Like, F1 works on, like, a year lag as such. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. But in my opinion, you've got a chairman and a CEO who don't spend their day racing. They spend their day thinking about the brand of Ferrari. They think about the news... Italian newspapers are brutal. They think about all of that. That doesn't surprise they, me. They There's want, so want, much. There's so much on weight on the shoulders of Ferrari. They want a quick win. They want a really quick win. And you're not going to get quick wins in F1. They're always thinking about the now. They're never thinking about the long term when it comes yeah. to F1 because they care too much about the brand. Mm. But that's my hot take on Ferrari. Wow. Yeah. Again, for the third time, this podcast, not his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where do you think they're coming next season? First, second, third, fourth, fifth. I think Red Bull are going to nick it. Yep. I just want. Uh, I don't know about. I don't know about Mercedes. Maybe a Ferrari two, Mercedes three. I. 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 I, it's, mm, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, mm, mm, okay, I think I constructors. Know. I think Mercedes might have it because they have the strongest driver pairing. They do. They've got the best. And pairing. they have the best reliability. Um, would you be surprised? I, don't, to I wouldn't see... be surprised if Verstappen won by a long way, but I would. And, but then Mercedes still kind of win the constructors nicking it because Perez has underperformed because yeah. Mercedes will be there more so Perez will come lower down yeah. in a difficult it's a difficult to drive Red Bull so you'd be surprised if Mercedes won this this season I'd be surprised if Mercedes won the drivers I wouldn't be too surprised if I would be surprised if they won the constructors but I wouldn't be too surprised but I think Ferrari's coming third you think Ferrari's third this year yeah mainly but what mainly because you think of the change of I think, the team principle I know. is going to affect it I don't think that's actually going to affect it too much. I just think that Mercedes is going to make a bigger step over the winter because they figured too. out what was wrong with the car. Yeah. And, and, and all the upgrades that they brought into 2022 was making, was yeah. making yeah. the car faster. And as yeah. they, but they held the off season, a lot. They held off a lot of upgrades. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they've got some big upgrades because they're changing. They said that they've, they, they said they figured it out about midway through. They wouldn't say what they figured out, but they figured it out. Yeah. And Mercedes never say they figured it out. No. They always downplay it. So the fact that Hamilton was saying they figured it That's out. That's a very German thing to do, isn't it? Mm. It's to play it down. Yeah. Like anything. They just love telling you that it's Being less. subtle. Yeah. Being subtle. Yeah. Which I like, actually. I think, yeah. Humble. Yeah. <laughs> I think third, though. I think third. Third. So Ferrari third, Mercedes second, Red Bull first. That's the, that's the safe bet. In my opinion, I think that's the. I think, in my opinion, that's the safe bet. But I'm going to say Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. Is that because you want Mercedes? Yes, you... <laughs> it's because I want Mercedes. <laughs> okay. But the safe, obvious answer is Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari. Okay. Well, I want. Yeah, we know what we want, don't we? Yeah. What do you think? I'm. I, I mean, I'm happy with that. To be fair, is a. I, I mean, it's gutting that I don't want Red Bull to win again. Yeah. But they probably will because of. Yeah, because Max is so good and he's so used to the car and the car's going to only improve. Yeah. And yeah, so I think Red Bull and then I'll go with you and, and say for, um, Mercedes and Ferrari. Nice. Well, oh, we, uh, how long are we through now? Yeah, we're, This we're, felt like a long one. This is a very long one. So, um, well, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's episode two, Ferrari Disaster Class, I think we can call it. I love that. We'll put yeah. that in there. In the title. Ferrari yeah. Disaster Class. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening to it. It's Lights Out. And away we you. go. See you soon. See you soon.